Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to episode number 30 of Her CEO Journey, the business finance podcast for women entrepreneurs. I am your host, Christina Shahli. My guests and I take you behind the scenes and into the inner workings of our businesses, sharing the good, the bad, and the truth about the money we have made or lost and recover as entrepreneurs. And all because we want you to see how you can live a freedom lifestyle using the power of finance to build your business dream. In July to September, my guests and I have been uncovering the topic of financial self-care, financial clarity, and financial confidence. If you have not listened to this free episode, head on over to christinashahli.com forward slash her CEO journey. In episode number 20 specifically, I share the what, why, and how of exercising financial self-care in your business. Throughout the month of August, my guests, Vanessa Go, Chris Manel, Kristen Hansen, Veronica Stout, and Nicola Watson shared their journey to financial clarity. Financial clarity is so much more than money. It is about understanding where your business is right now so you can grow it to where you want to be in the next 5, 10, 20 years and beyond. Knowing where your business stands financially is critical to making the important decision needed to grow a business that fuels the life you want to live. Think of your financial clarity as your GPS. When I asked you to start focusing on that, what did you realize? So, I mean, and thanks for pointing that out, Christina. I think I only started realizing after you found it out and I started looking into it. And I realized that I guess a lot of the better projects with a better ROI are coming from overseas. So they are coming from, you know, the American and Australian clients. They are the sort of the projects that you um, a lot more profit but they are also I guess it's because of values and culture as well they're a lot easier to work with and they um, respect boundaries a lot more I mean in Asia and I'm not saying this for all Asians but yep. in general it's a different work culture here you don't choose the right client it can get a bit crazy I mean they can contact you all times all day weekends and they expect things to be done immediately one of the tools to gain financial clarity in your business is to review the profitability of individual products or services. First, identify how many products or services you currently have. Second, determine what is the revenue and the expenses for each product or service. When you analyze the profitability of individual products or services, you will have clarity and where to focus your time and energy. In Vanessa's situation, she offers the same product to all clients, but she has a group of clients in Asia, Australia, as well as United States. So I suggested to her to break down the profitability of her business into three different regions. Once she did this exercise, she realized that her biggest profit comes from her client based in Australia and United States, even though her clients in Asia 
actually brought in the most revenue. When you review only total revenue and total expenses, your financial picture can be skewed. You don't have the in-depth clarity on which product or service that actually brings you the most profit. So the first thing that I would say is that going back to that KPI document, we literally figured out to the penny what really the cost of good sold was. And like you were mentioning, this is actually a very difficult industry to be in because mm -hmm. you might find an item for a dollar and then sell that one for a hundred. It has the same operating costs that go into effect in order to sell that. So it still needs the same photographs, listing details, still needs the same amount of time to be packaged up, still, seems, still needs the same 30 cent box, still needs the same 15 cent piece of ribbon that goes around it and stuff like that. But then we might decide to invest in other items, like you're saying, at a premium price, and then profit is less on that one because maybe we paid $50 for that piece. So 50% of the profit that's left over is already being just spent on the cost product. Mm. Two things that I did to really ensure that is that one, we stopped getting wrapped up in how one item might cost us X and another item might cost us Y. Mm -hmm. We sat down and we figured out before we even have the cost of the actual product, mm -hmm. what is the cost of giving the product the experience that it needs? So that literally is the box the shipping, the cost of the photographer to take the pictures of it, regardless of what the item is. Mm -hmm. So we figured out that, you know, every item that we sell mm -hmm. costs about $20 before we even add the purchase price of that actual product on. Mm -hmm. Because my product varies in price, I had to figure out how much every order was going to cost me before I even invested in the merchandise. If there is one item that you need to review as part of your planning for 2020, I suggest for you to get clarity of your pricing. Many entrepreneurs forget that you must include all expenses to create your product or service, including the time that you spend working on the product or service plus a profit margin. Like Veronica Stout shared in her interview, she knows to the penny what are her product costs and how much really goes into her products? You must review your pricing annually as well when you are making decisions that will impact your business expenses, go back to your pricing to ensure that your pricing still covers all the expenses that you need to create your product or service. In September, Tracy Bell, Megan Alman, Luann Nigara and Wendy Buchanan share their journey to financial confidence. Financial confidence is about feeling safe that you have the financial capability to take the best strategic action for your business to ensure that you will have a business 5, 10, 20 years from now. If you pay attention to the lesson in it in the moment and, and take it apart and analyze it, you will weather the next financial storm better. Our very first financial storm almost killed us. Um, we almost went under. 
in um, 90, let's see, 89. So the, whatever that recession was, 93, 94, it probably started 92, uh, 93, whatever it was. Um, we almost went out of business. We had to go to such extreme measures in order to save the business. And we did. And the thing about it was though, then the next time that there was, you know, the grumblings, I call them the storm clouds, you know, building that were portending a recession might be around the corner. We took measures quicker. We didn't get anywhere near to the dire straits of losing the business, but it was very difficult. And we did suffer financially and we did, you know, lose sleep and all of that stuff. By the time we we came to the 2008 recession, we literally sailed through it and came out and rebuilt and redesigned our entire showroom the year before the economy was back on the ground. Now, when I say sailed through it, don't think for one second that we didn't make hard decisions. Don't think we didn't let go employees that we cared about, loved, valued, and you know had stomach aches overdoing it. But compared to the first one where we were like, oh, we can't let that person go and we can't do this and oh my God and blah, blah, blah. And we just ignored the writing on the wall, hoping, wishing it would change. This I'm oversimplifying, right? Okay, but that's sort of the big memory looking back on, the, on 2008. It was like, okay. I remember my husband in that spring of 2008 because it was 2000 it was October that it really was horrible Mm -hmm. but I remember in February March of that spring Mm -hmm. him pulling back everybody's credit cards and saying okay when you need gas for a vehicle you come see me you know and him calling all the vendors and you know seeing if there was any discounts that we could get and we started to talk about internally okay how are we going to structure this if we have to let an employee go we cannot control every outcome in our business but we can definitely learn from the past and prepare ourselves for the future. You must build a business that has the financial capability to support your lifestyle and the business itself. Even when the recession hits or when you lose a major client or your product launch fails. Here's one way to prepare yourself for the unexpected. When you start seeing the writing on the wall that something about to happen, take the time to understand what is the minimum cost required to run your business. It means you have to run your business lean. You can do so by start ranking your current expenses and your plan expenses from the most critical to the least critical. Critical means you cannot run your business without that specific expense. For example, if you have an online product business, your platform to sell your product online is a must-have. It's an expense that you have to pay because without that platform, you cannot sell your product. The least critical expense can be your plan to upgrade your business logo. It's not a mass business expense. You can still survive with your old logo. By ranking all your current and planned expenses, you have the ability to quickly switch to the survival mode when unexpected events happen. I understand my business. I know the numbers. I work with financial strategists. My eyes don't glaze over anymore. I might not be able to speak the, the language still in terms of, you know, everyone, every industry's got its jargon. Yes. And I try to stay away from jargon in general. Yes. 
a journalistic background, but I understand now the documentation and the pieces that are really important in order to know if I have a business in a year from now and what it looks like in three years from now. And that's really empowering. It might feel like a lot when you don't consider yourself to be a numbers person early on, but as soon as you start getting it and you sit down with the people who do, it is so empowering, so empowering. Tracy Bell realized that business finance was not her expertise. She was willing to learn from the expert. When you build a sustainable business, you cannot survive without any financial confidence. And one of the best and fastest way to obtain financial confidence when you don't know anything about finance is to work with an on-demand CFO. That was exactly what Tracy Ballard did. The role of a CFO is completely different than a bookkeeper or a tax accountant. A CFO role is to monitor your business cash flow, analyze your business financial strengths and weaknesses, as well as develop your business financial plans to ensure financial success in the long run. It is a strategic role, not a role to maintain day-to-day recording. What is next after financial self-care, financial clarity, and financial confidence? In the month of October, my guest and I talk about aligning your why to your financial vision. When you understand your purpose, cause, or belief to start your entrepreneurship journey, you automatically aligning your financial vision to your why. You will be way more strategic on what product or service to sell and what expenses to spend. As Simon Sinek said, the why is the purpose, cause, or belief that drive every one of us. Now, let's continue your journey in building a sustainable business and sustainable life through the power of finance. Be confident, don't give up on your dream. Thank you so much for joining me here every week at Her CEO Journey, the business finance podcast for women's entrepreneurs. Head on over to kristinashahli.com forward slash Her CEO Journey to subscribe for this podcast. And don't forget to tell other women entrepreneurs that this podcast is available for free in the podcast apps of their choice. Until next time, and let's continue to grow a business that fuels the life that you want to live.